0: Hey guys, welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. Today it's with relatively recent joiner compared to some, uh, Emma Newton. Good evening, Emma. Hi. How are we doing? You okay? Yeah, good. Okay, so we're going to rewind. We're going to rewind just over 41 years ago. Margaret Thatcher is in her first term as Prime Minister. Liverpool are top of the old First Division with Man United in second place. Kenny Rogers is top of the UK charts with Coward of the Country east german cross-country skier barbara petzold wins first of two gold medals at the lake placid winter olympics in the women's 10k and i'm sure you know what's coming next yeah. we were born <laughs> we were both born on the 18th of february in 1980 now we're not twins by sheer coincidence <laughs> we were born on the same day were you born in macclesfield emma i've got no yeah. idea yeah, you lived here all your life
1: yeah i lived here all my life i work at the hospital i was born in so <laughs> oh, okay
0: yeah okay that's funny isn't it yeah. i presume has the hospital changed all that much in that time frame
1: has yeah quite a... a bit
0: yeah no <laughs> idea. some of it looks relatively new with yeah. the, bit, the bit that you work in is that new or was that literally the bit you were yeah. born in
1: no i did work in the building i was born in originally but that was knocked down and i now work in the new building that they've built The at the on the um near the old uh, workhouse so
0: (laughs) okay cool good stuff cool so obviously we don't need to know the entirety of your childhood it's nice to hear a little bit about people's backstory so somewhere between 18th of february 1980 the day we were both born and when we met you a year or so ago give us a give us a potted history of emma before then
1: so I had quite a lovely childhood, um, lived in Macclesfield till I was about six, and then we moved to Siddington, in um, in between kind of Congleton and Macclesfield. Um, my mum had a job at Capethorn Hall, and we lived in a little cottage that was tied to Capestone Hall, so I grew up wow. running around Capethorn, and... Thinking their garden was my garden, which was I did not I mean. know that. That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> well, actually, that's a, a somewhat similar childhood to what I had then, because I was brought up in in a, in a park, a private estate. My dad was the estate farmer, so we had a very similar thing. And then there had been a, a hall there, but it was knocked down about twenty years before, so before I stroke, we were born. But it sounds a very similar setup to Cape Thorn so that's that's quite yeah. coincidental. So that's, that's a good childhood, that isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was lovely. Um, lots of running around lots of uh, just playing not no no kind of adult supervision really just uh ran wild really me and my brother because my brother is um we have the same we're the same age for a month so we're really close in age so it was like he was like my best friend and just yeah had lovely childhood we moved back to Macclesfield when I was about 11 just before I started high school so uh, that was yeah so then went to high school in Macclesfield Finished high school, went to university over in Leeds, then moved back to Macclesfield and started working in Wilmslow, working for a finance company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided partway through, it, I was one of those dodgy people selling um, dodgy loans and dodgy mortgages as part of the part of that caused the crash. <laughs> um, so quite high P- APRs and didn't really suit me. I was kind of felt a bit. Um, you knew you what you were doing wasn't very good for people yeah. I think. so I got into kind of a job at, I applied for a job at the hospital working in HR and I've been there ever since so started off as a HR assistant there and oh gosh I don't even know how long I've worked there now it's probably 17 years so yeah um, and deputy director of HR now so, uh, awesome. yeah, so to job.
0: rewind a fraction there you mentioned is your brother 11 months younger than you is that right yes And you've mentioned before to me about being disgusted by the fact that your parents got pregnant after you you were three months old, (laughs) or however.
1: Apparently it was planned, but. (laughs) Oh wow, no mess with that. Well,
0: on a a vaguely similar, disgusting parental story, uh, I know where I was conceived. (laughs) So when, (laughs) uh, when the Beckhams had Brooklyn Beckham, if you remember in what, 1999, my mum said to me, it's a good job we didn't go for the same naming choice. Otherwise you'd have been called Blackpool. (laughs) And a rewound in my head, and I know exactly what it is, they were very heavily involved in Young Farmers Club, my parents were, my mum was the first English female national chairperson, and still very heavily involved, well, still are now to a degree, but for, for many years after that. And she'd been national chairperson in 1975, six, I think it was, so 1979, May, it's the AGM, the National Convention and it rotates every three years between Blackpool. I think it was Skegness and I forget, somewhere on the south coast every every three years. So clearly I was conceived of the 1979 Young Farmers AGM. I was like, <laughs> oh, mum, why, why would you say that? <laughs> Terrible, cool. So you've been 17 years. That's a fair, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm, I'm, next, next March, I'll have been in the fitness industry 20 years and i can't get my head around that <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel like that should be a thing does it
1: no it, it doesn't feel that i've been that there like, that long but i do i love that job and i love working there so it, it's good
0: well that's the funny thing i remember first starting working and, and seeing that there'd been someone in wherever it was uh, who'd been there 10 20 30 years and almost been like why why are you still here but obviously if you enjoy what you're doing why would you make the effort to it's like living in the same town i know I've got friends who live in the same town where i grew up and i've had the conversation with alex my wife several times about now we live in macclesfield been here eight years i'm not saying we'll never leave but you almost need a reason to leave and you don't necessarily know if that will will ever happen so yeah just time goes by doesn't it so obviously we met you when did you join remind me
1: november 2019 yeah i was
0: thinking so of it 2019. Yeah, yeah. so it's funny actually you've been a member longer than it feels like you have yeah. because half that time or more we haven't been seeing you in person yeah. so tell us about from a, a, a health fitness weight loss gain perspective emma in the in the run up to that point
1: yeah so i think um i've been one of those people through throughout my kind of adult when i was a kid i was really skinny Thin, quite you know running around everywhere doing everything and then I think when I went to university I put loads of weight on and I think um since then it's kind of been I've been one of those proper yo-yo dieters up and down with my weight I've been a size 10 I've been a size 20 and everything in between at various points in my life and I think just before I joined rise or the academy when it was then I was coming up to my 40th birthday and I thought enough is enough um I need to sort myself out really and it I kind of what drew drew, kind of drew me in was the uh, the 20 pound challenge but what I've got from it is a lot more than that and you know that to me now is something you know that spurred me on but actually it's about lifestyle change and, and something very different so I think you know, I tried a lots of various different gyms. I've been to Weight Watchers. I've been to Slimming World. And every time I lost weight, I lost weight. I, you know, I, I've lost lots of weight and gone got down to a size 10. And then a couple of years later, back up to a size 16, um, 18, and then, and then start the cycle again. And I think um, what's happened differently this time I think part of it's my mindset, but I think it, it's definitely changed the way I think about food and definitely the way I think about exercise, which has been really positive.
0: I think that's that is often the thing that people struggle the most with because any approach works. You know, a lot of fitness professionals like myself put down Slimming World or other ways of doing it and say that they don't work, and they do work. Ultimately, if anything is well known enough for people to to to, to know about it, if it's a diet that we've heard of. Or a method of exercise that we know people that do it will work if we do it consistently it's the doing it consistently over time that often we struggle with and therefore perhaps isn't necessarily the best approach for us again not that it doesn't work but if we don't feel it's maintainable for whatever reason um so you mentioned obviously number of gyms what sort of things did you do when you normally went to the gym
1: so I would have been a member of various gyms over the years. So most of the time, I would join up. I'd have somebody um, show me the equipment for half an hour, and after that, have absolutely no idea what to do or how to work the equipment. Um, I think a lot of the times, I'm. I suppose thinking back I'd at school I was always one of those kids I was pretty rubbish at sports and you know I didn't I didn't really enjoy sport and I think that gave gave me a thing to say you're not good at this Emma so you know you, you and in the back of my head it was that disbelief in myself that I could do anything like that I suppose. And then when you're at a gym and there's all these people around you that are really kind of know what they're doing and seem to be all there knowing exactly what to do. And you've been shown very quickly what to do, but you don't really know what to do. Yeah. And then you try and you feel really, and you're on your own and you feel very um, lost yeah. and kind of unsure of yourself. And then it knocks your confidence a little bit and you feel like you don't want to go back and you're not enjoying it. Um. And I think, what came across so strongly when I joined Rise was just everybody was so lovely and everybody there was there to help and everybody kind of understood where you were coming from and knew you and you and was so supportive and that made a real big difference.
0: It's uh, I only had a similar-ish conversation earlier on with, with Jamie and Middlesome. We started off talking about privilege, actually, um, and how I was saying I've come to realisation more and more over the last year or so as well, these conversations have been going on. I don't always necessarily know if privilege is quite the right word but i'd realized actually what a difference years and years for, in my case being being tall all right looking white man with a, a reasonably easy to hear accent has put me in an advantage in some ways over other people and everything for the last 20 years that i've ever tried to do has generally gone pretty well people generally accept what i'm going to say and, and don't disagree And it has been relatively smooth in that respect and it turned that into a conversation about confidence so Jamie, that middle son, is, his confidence is high. Uh, not in a bad way, he's not cocky, he's not arrogant. He's just, he was one of the oldest when he started school. He generally won everything to start with. A lot of the has caught him up now, so he's, you know, he's, he's doing really well, but his confidence is really strong that if he tries his hardest, he'll probably do really well in something and, and what have you. And I was talking to him about how that then compounds over years and years and years. So by the time you get to 41 in our case, you can have had years and years of positive experiences. You have years and years of negative experience, not necessarily massively so, but it does then really form the way you see the world in general, but also specific things. I can completely see how for most people going into a conventional gym doesn't fill them with confidence. You know, maybe they've got what you said there, this opinion that they're not great at sport and, and, and fitnessy stuff anyway. And then if anything that further compounds it and we get more and more of this, perception of ourselves that this is not for me I can't do this etc and that's a big thing to change because we're not just looking to give someone a list of exercises to do and a list of what to eat because they've had access to that before it's changing those thought processes and mindsets that underpin the continued doing of that so tell us then you you booked in presumably for a briefing meeting what was it that made you? take that first step or how long had you known about us before that
1: I'd I'd seen various people that I know that had come to the academy back then so over the, like the last couple of years i would seen people and I was like oh it was always something I'd followed the kind of blogs and email updates and things and it kept so I kept thinking oh yeah maybe I should do that maybe I shall do that and I think um it was always that kind of Oh, I haven't got time to fit it in. And I think part of it was about the gyms in, in the past and the experience I'd had. And I think I'm quite a um, competitive person as well. So something that you think you're not good at, you kind of avoid, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So um, it was kind of like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I am not have not got time, I'm not going to fit it in, won't commit to it like I've done in the past. And then I think because my 40th was coming up and um I just felt like I needed to do something. And I think it, it's not when you're getting to kind of 40 age as well, it's not just how you look anymore. It's about your health as well. And that mm. was a big thing for me.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a funny age, 40, isn't it? Because even at 39, you're, you're in your 30s and 30 still feels kind of young. 40, you, you're not old, but you're definitely not young anymore, are you? It does make you start to question. And even like from a mortality perspective, I've said I've had several conversations with people over that in that I know one girl in my year died just after we left school. I think I know one or two people that died in the twenties, a few in the thirties. I know a lot of people have died in the forties across like everyone I've ever met and known and, and extended network and what have you. So all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I kind of assume I've still got 40 or 50 years, but not, you no, I, need, I really need to make this, this happen. Um, so you booked in for the briefing meeting and then came through the doors for the first time. How was that?
1: Yeah, it was was really good. It came with Lisa. So obviously me and Lisa joined together. Um, Lisa and I met at high school. So we've known each other years and years and years. We were best friends at high school and still best friends now. So it's nice that we did that together. And I think that helped from a confidence perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was good to hear the member stories. That was the thing that really Kind of interested me, and I think as well when when you walked in and you saw the stories of the people and the tree on the wall with all the members' pictures, and just how friendly everybody was, it made it made me know straight away that this wasn't the same as what I'd done before. It wasn't the same as the other gyms I joined, where it was kind of a sheep dip approach, where you'd come in, you have your induction, and then you're left to your own devices. You could tell this was different, and that was really what was interesting.
0: I find it such a shame as well that a lot of the fitness industry is so insightless as to what they're doing and how they're coming across. Cause I know a lot of people that work in the fitness industry and really, they're all really nice. They're all, they all want to help. They're just not putting across their service, their product, whatever it is in a way that really helps. And often they're completely clueless as to how they come across to the average person. Hmm. I've got a, a few friends at the moment. I've been messaging over the last few weeks, basically saying, lads, clubs are back open. You really need to be getting members in because I know where they're at membership base wise. I know a lot of facilities have been waiting till April the 12th and hoping everyone's gonna come flooding back. And I've been saying for months, they're not gonna come flooding back because a lot of them have found Peloton or they're happy with Joe Wicks' free videos or whatever else. There are people out there that need our support and help, but if you sit there waiting for them, they're not gonna come come to you, you need to go and get them. And trying to help a lot of them understand that actually, how intimidating they often appear to the average person like I've, I've got friends in the fitness industry i'm quite friendly with but they're really big got massive muscles a big beard and i'm like i find you a little bit intimidating and you're my friend <laughs> so <laughs> just think how you come across to the average person you need to not just kind of not do those intimidating things but you really need to make an effort to get it across to people that your place is welcoming and open because often they are but it's just not getting that message out there which is a shame cool so you and Lisa got signed up uh how was your first eight
1: weeks yeah really enjoyed it and I think um it was obviously that was back in the day when we could do um there there was lots of variety and and lots of different things that we could do those were the days those were the days yeah (laughs) and I think um what came across really strongly you know when I've been to previous gyms it was all these contractions and machines and there was none of that and the, the coaches were really helpful. And if you, your technique wasn't quite right, they were on hand to kind of help and show you how to do things. Um, and I think pushed you as well, because I think with the confidence thing, you you'd pick up the lightest weights possible because you're worried that you're gonna make a fool of yourself or whatever but actually the coaches were really good and, and supported you and pushed you said, you know, I remember Faye coming over with different size weights and said, try these ones. And it was but done in a really nice way that it was just felt so supportive. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Obviously I did cause I'm still here, but I'm still a member now, but yeah, I just felt that it was supportive and it was, it was easy. And I think that's not easy in the way because obviously not easy as in it didn't push my fitness, but it was, it felt easy to come in to the club every day. I wasn't worrying about it like I had been with other gyms and it felt comfortable, which was good.
0: You might be quite pleased to hear only the other day, actually, uh, somebody likened you to being the new Faye <laughs> in that Faye probably is our greatest success story in terms of we've had dozens, hundreds of people go from being quite out of shape to being in, in fairly good shape, which is fantastic i uh, gone to people had lose more weight than face loss. So People lose a hundred pounds. So I've gone from being a hundred and something pounds overweight to maybe still having a little bit to lose, but they, I was obviously gone from being fairly overweight to being in phenomenal shape. And this person commented that, that you've done the same. So you're actually like your, your before and after picture that, that we shared a couple of months ago, you're in really good shape now. And and from what we've seen, you're continuing along that path. So it'd be really interesting to get not a final because it's never a final, but, to see what level of before and after you, you do achieve.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that it's it's before, like I said, the health thing's really important. And one of the things that I have definitely found coming back out after this lockdown, I'm not, I feel like I can really, I feel much more fitter than I probably mm-hmm. have ever been in my entire life. And I think, you know, coming out of a lockdown after that and feeling that way is a really good thing
0: that's great because obviously the last year I mean, it's been challenging for everyone in, in different ways or whatever but i know a lot of people will have gotten progressively worse shape over the course of the last year and not just the downside of that but often how that then parallels or, or sidelines into your mental health you know i know it's a different thing but mental health needs physical support and i know from my own experience if i miss a couple of workouts i feel a lot worse if i have a, a few weeks of I don't drink anymore but like in the past when I've drank and a few weeks of drinking a bit too much eating not great and I'm still in all right shape I definitely feel a lot worse for it I can completely imagine how a few years of that or a year what a substantial difference that would make to to where I'm at so what was your result in the first two months do you remember
1: I think I can't remember and it that's kind of it's interesting because I think at the time I would have been I wasn't far off the twenty pound challenge, but I didn't do the twenty pound challenge. I think it was probably be about sixteen pounds. Yeah, still so, but that, and that was over Christmas, so it's kind of like mm, it. It was okay.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> presumably, you had that. the five pound Christmas leeway, then didn't? Yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because what we do for those that don't know, for it's still in theory a twenty pound challenge. We have a five pound leeway for challenges that run through December. So the uh, November-December one, yeah. which I think, is what you did, and the December-January one. And I say to people, you know, you just essentially lose the 20 pounds and then gain five pounds in Christmas week and, and you'll be fine. Like, realistically, although we might go a bit wild at Christmas, if we're planning on gaining more than five pounds in Christmas week, yeah. you possibly have to question that or have a slower pace of progress over the course of the, the two months, probably more realistic. So that brings you then into the early 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, then only, well, on then... Nine, ten weeks later, we go into to lockdown. Uh, yeah. How did you find all that? How was your experience of, of of lockdown one?
1: So my experience of lockdown one. So when lockdown was announced, I had COVID.
0: Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I was one of the first people, I think, and I think working in a hospital. prior to the lockdown we were all all the managers of the hospital in meeting rooms talking about how we were going to we hadn't moved to zoom and I think there was I I remember I was in a room with probably 20 people Mm -hmm. and the four people that I was sat with caught COVID so um, the first kind of end of March and April um, I was working from so when I had COVID I worked from home the full time I wasn't poorly enough to say I'm not able to work. I didn't work out at all because I think that would have been a bit too much. Um, but then after COVID, I really suffered. And I think looking back now, and I, I know I had kind of what they call the long COVID with the fatigue. Um, I completely lost my sense of taste and smell when I had COVID. And then afterwards, I'd say pretty much only now have I got my taste and smell back fully. Wow. So it's taken a good while. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that really affected me. And I think going into lockdown one, I'd lost quite a bit with the academy and the progress. And during lockdown one, I put it all back on. And when I came back in the August, I was absolutely devastated <laughs> with myself. Um, but I think in a way that's really helped me get back on track again and think I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to lose this weight and put it back on. Um, I think it was probably a combination of the work at the time in the hospital was absolutely horrendous. Um, we didn't know what was happening half the time. Things were changing so rapidly and we had to try and get communications out to staff. It, it was crazy. I'm also doing an MBA and that was yeah. carrying on during this as well. So it, it was like, yeah, how I got there through those few first few months, I don't know. Um and then when we got to August, July, I started coming to the park and I religiously came to the park pretty much four or five times a week, which really helped. And then when the gym opened up again, was it kind of August time? I think. July the
0: 25th.
1: Yeah, um, got straight back on those scales. And that was the point, I think, that turning point for me was when since then I've pretty much religiously done five or six sessions a week. And I think that was the point that I realised how important kind of exercise is for my own mental health. I don't think I'd made that kind of um, kind of alignment between the two before yeah. that. Um, but I think the kind of structure and the it was something that I could control. And in this midst of everything being so uncontrollable and un, un, you know not knowing what's coming around the corner, that was something that I knew I could kind of do. That was time for me. And it really helped me set me up for the day because I obviously do it in the morning and I think without it I would have really struggled to work to do to look after the family and and, and everything so it it's, it was really important to me and it, it's one of the things now it's what it's part of my routine now and it's who I am and what I do which is
0: and that's where we try and get people to know. It always makes me really sad when we get people cancel, essentially for kind of the opposite to what you said there, in that they'll say, oh, I'm busy with work or, or the kids got to come first and all that. And I get that. Obviously, you, we need to look after our kids. But I, I really want people to get that, in, well, from everyone really I've ever worked with, that when they look after themselves, when they give themselves what they need to, to have better mental health, have better energy levels, better patience and endurance and all that, all that stuff that's important to them around them benefits from them it's not a selfish thing to do it, it's allowing us to be the best parent we can be to be more productive at work to, to feel better and therefore benefit those around us and I, I really feel almost not that i failed people but I feel, I feel it's such a shame when they leave because they're wanting to put their kids first because they need to do so and so at work because I think I, I haven't quite helped them get to that 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 point i only saw a thing earlier today where on facebook where people were talking about uh, the the dad bod and obviously anyone can do what they want with their bodies their bodies their their life but i, I just read through the thread and, and the replies and a number of people posting pictures of either themselves and they're half on there and saying oh at least i'm not one of these people that spends all day in the gym and looking at themselves and i think i feel you've missed the point mate and like not judging you from a physical perspective but i, I can't envisage from having looked at what i can see of you that you're in a position where you've got optimal energy levels. I, I can't imagine that your, your, your patience and your stamina and, and, and your ability to do all the things that are important to you are where they they could be. And yeah, I, I get it, I get it. But it's, yeah, I, I do sometimes feel, not that we fail people, but a shame when we when that happens. And I feel we haven't quite got to that point where they've done what you've done and realized that the benefits to everyone around them of looking after themselves. Uh, so that takes us late last year we obviously had lockdown two did that make any difference to you it was a bit of a non-event lockdown two wasn't it
1: lockdown two for me I made a commitment to myself that I was going to work out online as I would if it wasn't and I did and I think lockdown one when I did work out I did it on Facebook and a big change for me was I made the decision I was going to move to Zoom and I think there was a lot more accountability with doing it through (laughs) Zoom for me it made a difference to know that they could see me so I wasn't going to sit down halfway through which I could have done if I was on Facebook and I knew that in my head that I wouldn't probably give it as much if I did it on Facebook as I would in Zoom so I think that was a good decision that I made and for myself that was the right thing to do so yeah just got through that and and that was fine I think um I lost quite a bit of weight in that period as well I can't remember exactly but I think when I came back afterwards I'd lost a good few kilos which was really good considering Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I think yeah and I think you know thinking about the whole time thing and because some people at work always say to me oh I don't know how you do it I don't know how you get up at 6am and do that I think everybody's got the same amount of time in the day it's just Mm -hmm. what they choose to do with that time exactly me this change means I go to bed slightly earlier and I watch less crap telly which I think is a good a good swap (laughs)
0: yeah there's 10,080 minutes in the week for absolutely everyone and some people run countries and big multiple international corporations and all sorts and like you said sometimes it's a case of just adjusting what we do with it and and often the stuff that needs to make way whilst it's stuff that we get some level of enjoyment about it's not that important you know if he's watching a bit less tv i don't think anyone ever went to their deathbed and went oh i wish wish i'd watched a bit more telly but people do go to their deathbeds going i wish i'd sorted this out earlier i wish I'd got a hang on this earlier, so tell is nice. I completely get it, and it's maybe not even the answer. Maybe something else that we can adjust. But like you said, if the answer is going to bed a bit earlier and watching a bit less crap TV, but then after having a the body like the look and feel of, having more energy levels, being patient more patient for your kids, being more productive at work. When you put it like that, it's a, it's a no-brainer, surely.
1: Definitely.
0: And then running through uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas as was is was a bit of a non-event. Christmas wasn't it? yeah (laughs) uh, this year my my mum was saying uh, a a few weeks ago about doing something big this Christmas about maybe like all going away or something like that and I was like well let's just have a proper Christmas (laughs) because we didn't really have Christmas last year we did I met my side of the family in the park on Christmas Eve and Boxing Day and we spent a few hours there but it was so cold Uh, and we exchanged presents and then Boxing uh, Christmas Day itself, we we're in my brother-in-law's sort of garden with the patio doors open. You, know, you were allowed in the house, but we, we, we didn't really feel it was the best choice. And that yeah, was nice. And then back to our house, the most presents here. But a, a nice proper Christmas with it with a handful of days in a row of visiting different people this year. I think is definitely definitely on order.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, just going back to what you said there about Zoom as well, it's been interesting this third lockdown that we've just finished now, a much higher proportion of people are doing the online sessions, and I'm continuing to do them now that we're back in the club and doing both online and in person, using Zoom. That first lockdown, it was a much higher proportion on Facebook, which I think is a combination of people perhaps not wanting to be seen at that point, and also just easier from a technology perspective, because most people already know how to watch a video on Facebook, whereas they didn't necessarily know how to use Zoom. I think exactly like you found there, people are realising the extra value of doing it on Zoom because, it's exactly like you said, it's that bit more, um, not accountability, but you know you know that someone's watching you, so you just give it a bit more. And It's the same when come back to doing sessions in the club. Lots of people have commented that they've been surprised how much more they're feeling it. They thought they were really giving it their all when they were doing it at home on Zoom, and, and, and they were under the circumstances, but then being back in the club and having people there and a coach there just means you get that, that a little bit more still yeah cool so that pretty much brings us up to date with emma anything else that you think people will be interested to hear about oh. from your journey uh both before you started with us and, and since
1: um i just think just the, the the whole kind of i suppose for me it's it's what i like about rise is is the people and the coaches it's like um I suppose that's the thing for me that I think's really made a difference with any other gyms that I'd been to before mm. um it's just like you know lots of friends and I think it's nice that a lot of um people that I know are joining now as well so it well there's been like... an
0: invasion the last few weeks hasn't it, is it the year five yeah. months isn't it is that right yeah yeah
1: so Good. I think it's it, it's nice and I think that's another thing it's like you want other people to experience and go through you want me talking to people about what I've done has helped them I think make Mm. a decision to come along and try give it a go and I know it won't be for everybody and you know but I think that's that's the way it's felt like it's a good little family and I think it's good my husband jokes it's the cult
0: yeah I've had a lot of people say that over the years
1: so uh, but yeah it is but that's what it's like it's just like a really and it's nice that it's not a gym it's a club because it feels like a club and we're all members and we all help each other out and that uh, you know that's um, really made a difference for me
0: I quite like when I hear the cool thing because I know it's always meant in a joking fashion um (laughs) I like to think it's a it's a good cult. It's a nice cult. <laughs> yeah. There's there's good, good things. <laughs> I think for a lot of the, uh, the people who've joined off the back of you, it's that picture that you shared, you before and after, yeah. before you were stood on the next to your trampoline. Yeah. And then the after the, the shot that was taken in the club and the substantial difference there, and maybe particularly powerful as well because I imagine there's a fair proportion of people who haven't seen you as much over that time frame with lockdowns etc. As would have done yeah. under normal circumstances, and to see that is it's quite a, a stark contrast, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's three stone, I think. Yeah. And I think there's, I've still got a stone and a half to get down to healthy BMI, which is what I'm focusing on at the moment. And I think that's the next step for me, getting down to a healthy BMI and just seeing what I can do. Because I think one of the things that this has made me realise is I'm not rubbish at sport. You know, I'm never going to be one of these people that can play professional sports or anything like that. But actually... Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, pretty good and I I can push myself and I think part of it is that that kind of confidence to push yourself and to go a little bit further and to just think it's that it's good to have now I've got this little voice in my head that says you can do this when I used to go to a gym before that little voice was going you can't do this you don't know what you're doing and it was in the back of my head all the time and I think everybody's helped me build that little voice to make it say to push myself a little bit more which is we'll see where it goes
0: (laughs) I'll be be interested as well yeah be awesome So, guys, listening at home, I hope you enjoyed that. Really interesting story, Uh, fantastic progress. And, like I said, be interested to see where it ends up. Thanks for your time, Emma. Thank you.